Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Again, my name is Daniel. I am your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies, and basically every character who is not our players. Uh, this is another episode. If you've listened to our episode 0 and our episode 1, this was actually uh, an episode that we recorded at the same time that we decided to uh, split up into multiple different segments. So again, like last time, I, I have to apologize uh, that I did not know my microphone was dying at the time. Uh, this has, as you can tell, been changed, but I hope that does not take away from your enjoyment of listening to our adventure as you might have left, uh, as we left off with uh, a strange new brain found as our team made their way to the new um, ship via a transport that had since gone awry. So with that introduction uh, in place, everyone grab your favorite snack. I uh, hope you're enjoying your spoo. And maybe nice, get a nice hot jala for this baby. I don't know. Maybe it's a little something nice, whatever. But I hope you're enjoying yourself, and I hope you enjoy our uh, adventuring party as we continue our quest on Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. And in the meantime, thank you and enjoy. jar. It's not like a glass jar, but it is uh, uh, translucent. Inside was a thick v blue viscous liquid. Inside that was something that looks like a brain of some type. Uh, no eyes in it, but an actual brain. It's not pulsating or anything like that, so it just looked like there was a brain in it. Okay. That is now sliding down the middle, uh, <laughs> the middle <laughs> uh, aisle. As everyone gets a good look of the brain. Can I make a medicine roll to see if I can tell what variety of brain it is? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this will be in dice rolls, so you know how to use the uh, dice maiden. Yes. Oh, do you want medicine or biology? Uh, which one everyone's higher? I'm being, feeling generous. That's <laughs> awfully nice of you. So technically, if you have more than five ranks in either one, you can use uh, plus two in the other as sympathetic uh, score. Oh, nice. Okay, so I am going. Uh, so I'm going to do that then as well. Okay. All right. Thirty-four. Not wow. Sixteen. I'm impressed. Yes, it's obviously humanoid of some type. So not some of the more stranger beings out there, and not 
one of the more animal beings out there. It's definitely a conscious human type. You would definitely say that it is not Gaim. You would not be um, a few others out there which have very strange and unusual brains. Um, <laughs> the Papara being another one. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, you would have to say that it is either one of four. It would probably be either Narn, Human, Mimbari, or a Bai. Interesting. Okay. There's enough shape of it that looks about right. The colorization is wrong for one. The texture is wrong for another. Uh, so it's hard to identify exactly. Once you you know do some scan work on it or anything else like that, you'd have a better idea. But it's obviously a dead-ish brain. It's not pulsating. It's not moving. It's not doing any activity that you can register. Okay, sorry. So it was Narn, Human, Centauri, or Abai? You thought for a minute it might also be uh, Mimbari, but with the Mimbari, their brains are very different structured. It's almost trilobal in some regards, I believe. Well, Mimbaris do come in three. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I suspect I know what, what uh, McGraw is also thinking, too, in this regard, too, which is probably not a good idea to do right now. Um, I mean, yes. The, the 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 general general response is you gonna eat that, but come on. <laughs> hey, you know five second rule. Okay, it slid through a nine second rule, but still. Yeah, um, no, but I mean, no, and Mira is at the back of the shuttle, so by the time it gets to them, it's gonna have definitely been five seconds. <laughs> Uh, so, however, a couple of the other people look, uh, 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 Lieutenant, um, Lieutenant, there is a brain on the floor. Yes. Um, <laughs> and here I thought I was losing my mind, but I don't think that's mine. Oh, who? <laughs> oh. Has anybody else lost a mind here? Anybody? <laughs> the, um, the vacationing cover goes, that's... That's weird. You know, uh, Julie, do you think that's a little weird? Gardner, not right now. Just let it be. I, 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 just let it be right now. Oh, very well. Very well. Don't let me. Don't let me. Okay, fine. So, nobody? yes. Nobody seems to be laying claim to the brain. Um, okay. If nobody has laying claim to it, I am going to scoop it up. I mean, plus okay. a good brain. Uh, Sorcerer, what did you say? I asked if someone dropped their lunch or not. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys actually says, I think that might be part of a collection. We have a number of biological samples for colonization purposes. I do not know if this is in particular. Uh, excuse me, do you happen to have a list of what you brought on board, or is it just simply a bag of miscellaneous stuff you grabbed? <laughs> the other guy goes, we have several things on board, but a brain is not on our list, at least as I understand was issued by Queen and things. I volunteer to take custody of the brain! <laughs> <laughs> To 
absolutely no one's surprise, the Pakmara wants to lay claim to the brain. However, the other Pakmara stands up, and in your language, so nobody else can hear this, says, um, I think it's best that I take that. No, uh, greatest apologies to you and your search, but I think it is best this is handed over to the correct person, just in case, and we can eat it. We would need to identify it before we can eat it. Uh, there is a possibility that this is an Abai brain, which would be oh. unfortunate if anyone were to attempt to consume it. Let us get it to the medical professional for examination. I think ah, that would yes. be wise. I am a medical professional, and I am also an Ur-level librarian, Librarian Mirgrat, at your service. Ah. The put busek bows. I allow you to examine this, oh great librarian. He he bows and then just kind of sinks back into his chair, which at this point is next to the mountain of Adrazi. So, question. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I have a linguistic skill. Uh huh. Can I attempt to, and I, I have associates who are Pakmara, can I attempt to understand what they're saying? Um, that's a good question. Because uh, I know you should have points in your language for, to actually understand. You could understand Pakmara, but you wouldn't have uh, anything else. Linguistics. Right. So with the linguistics, you get the chance to understand not every word, but the general gist of it. I can look okay. it up for you if you want. Uh, please, just so I have the, the thing in hand. Uh, so. give me just a moment. So, okay. linguistics. You have developed an understanding of how cultures communicate. This skill is used to communicate with races when you are not fluent in a language. Oh, okay. So that's going to be a die roll. Go ahead and roll that. Yeah, here we are. Uh, let me get to the dice roll section. Okay, Whoop. had a uh, dice roll. 19, okay. So, nothing technical, but you get the general gist of what they're talking about, which is essentially, who owns the brain? Do we own the brain? Maybe we should eat the brain to find out if we own the brain. No, let's get somebody else to look at it just in case. It might be a bad brain. Okay, brain. Oh, so brain? You brain, med brain. You med brain. You brain, got it. So I'm going to turn to my former seatmate and uh, say, um, I, I would like to remind you that that blue goo may not be compatible to your stomach. You'll have to wash it first. Of course. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think she was talking to me. Yeah, yeah the seatmate. Uh, I forgot your name already. I'm sorry. Mirgra. Oh. Mirgra. Okay. Yeah, you, you usually that's a non-biological chemical and you'll have to um wash it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Also, it's been on the floor. Well, technically dirt is biodegradable. I mean, yes, but let's not be gross. You have a point. Very good point. One of uh, the abai actually stands up. Are we honestly having this conversation? 
Yes, we are. <laughs> you can disembark shortly. <laughs> she looks up and says, I, 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 I don't understand what happened. I don't understand this brain thing. And, and the, the ground uh, high-ranking matriarchs will be informed of this situation as soon as we understand what is going on. One of the other, uh, the other males was, uh, uh, Ro- uh, Madame Roca, please, please, please. Oh, I don't care what you have to say. Uh, we have been through a strange, unusual situations, and I know that we should maintain as much peace and respectability to other races and cultures as possible, but this is a very confusing situation. You can listen to her come down off of absolute rage in the same way that somebody does like several deep breaths and comes down from the screaming fit to the, okay, now we can talk about this as reasonable, angry people. <laughs> uh, and she, you know, she says, of, of course, we'll have the authorities look at this. We'll have the authorities understand what's going on. But once the authorities have the report, this will be reported to the Abai delegation and the Abai uh, matriarchy process. <clears throat> she then oh, of sits Of course, down. it will be. We will, we will handle that. Um, and until then, uh, Denny, can you get me the uh, manifest? And we'll just check off, make sure that the passages we have, the passages we should have, and we can let everybody disembark. On it, she passes you the, the manifest, which is on a you know a tablet. And you just kind of you you quickly start calling off names, you know, and everybody has been called. Uh, you call off. Excuse me. Everyone you call off sounds off, as in you know. Uh, uh, Kadri, uh, I am here. Uh, uh, George Tuska, I- I'm here. I'm here. Uh, uh, okay, Padini Fulgio. Oh, God, you obviously are here. Madame Vidrasidi of House. Oh, absolutely, I'm here. I am here and I am everywhere. Uh, Kaluta, big guy stands up. Oh, yes. Uh, Veitch, twitches of the game. Uh, you really read off a bunch of the names, and everyone seems to be perfectly fine. They're all here. Everyone's everyone's accounted for. All right, excellent. Um, then, in this case, uh, let's go ahead and disembark. But please uh, make sure we have a forwarding address if you leave the ship. If you disembark uh, the Celestia for any reason, that way we may contact you up to further our investigation. Thank you. If one kind of nods and says, "Of course, of course." Um, is there a med bay around here? I think I need to, we probably need to get scanned. Yeah, that's um, probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't so know about y'all, but I hallucinated I, some crazy stuff. I'm not entirely sure that's not my brain on the floor right now. So thank you for that idea. <laughs> um, there is a yeah, 25% chance it is human. Thank you. you could eat it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so I called Med Bay and I informed them of what was going on. And I I stand in front of the passengers, holding them back until medical professionals get here, and then release everybody to the medical professionals. Okay. So you make the re- a quick report. Denny's like on it, on it, on it. I got it. And she looks over and says, "Okay, yeah, this is got. All right, got it." Uh, Celestia Control, this is Shuttle 3. Uh, please inform uh, Security Chief Kali that the, uh, we, have a, we have a situation. Celestia Control confirmed. Kali on the way. Is this a full tactical situation? No, no, just, just a situation. Understood, understood. Ending away. So you guys dock. Normally there would be a, basically a ramp opens up, door opens up, and you guys are let through. 
you get to the docking station, it holds for a few minutes. Afterwards, um, a Narn woman in full, it's not quite Earth Force outfit. It's close to what they would, what some of the Narn would wear on Babylon 5. It looks like some of the prototypes they've been doing for the ISA uniforms. Um, it's not the good stuff, but it's a prototype. But she's has the standard uh, Earth Force uh, security badge on her front. She opens the door. Uh, everyone, I apologize for the situation. Let's see if we can get this taken care of. And it, why is there a brain on the floor? Okay, point of order, the brain is no longer on the, fo- on the floor. <laughs> Mirgarat has taken custody of the brain. <laughs> Holding it. In the, just in the hands, you know, just... And then brings the other question instead in rewinding the scene. It's not, why is there a brain on the floor? It's the, hello, I'm uh, Security Chief Ka- uh, Kali. I'll be able to help you out. And why is there a Pachmara holding a blue brain in the middle of the cabin? I feel like I missed a good show. Um, just for the record, there's also uh, somebody got sick in the front row, so you may want to see somebody to get to that too. You know, uh, she she hits her link. Uh, cleanup crew to shuttle three. It looks like we have some biohazard confirmed. All right, okay. So we have biohazard, which means again, everyone's going to need to get scanned, decontamination, uh, and investigation will start. I suspect uh, we'll need to get the manifest. Uh, she looks over. Um, uh, Lieutenant Rend, please. I just hand it to her. Here you go. All right. She looks at that. All okay. Can... Accounted for. Good. All right. So we'll keep these. Uh, going to keep this list in manifest. Uh, no offense, everyone, but we're going to keep an eye on everyone and make sure you are safe and comfortable during the journey, and that the rest of the crew is also safe and comfortable during the journey. But first things first, we have to go to Med Bay and get everyone scanned out. And so, would you please come this way? Everyone kind of stands up gently. Some people holding their heads and shaking. Some people doing whatever. And even Kali goes, excuse me. <clears throat> Kali looks over the manifest, checks over people. Yes, okay, you. Identity cards, please check, check. Okay, yes, check, check. And she looks over. Wait, who said that? Everyone goes quiet for a second. She looks over and says, who said that? Said what? She kind of shakes her head a little bit. Nothing. Nothing. I. Whatever. Nothing. Okay. Are you okay? She looks. Uh, she looks over at uh, Dolly actually because it's another Narn. She goes. Um, she says, and of course, the Narn language. Um, who else is chanting that? What is it you're hearing? Chanting what? Uh, the. the, the uh, the word is home? That's the human word for it, yes? Home. It, it's, uh, the Pakbara would say, uh, dwelling from which there is birthing and food. Uh, the Bai would say, home pool. Um, these are, that's the word, right? Home? In, 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 in Arthur? Yes. Okay, that's, uh, yeah. Anybody else hear that? No, but we did right after we saw our pilot found some weird energy readings. Wait a minute, they didn't tell us that. It's like, no, nope. but we all, I heard it on the trip. 
I don't know where it came from. That's why we actually called you guys over here. We need to get scanned. Yeah, right, I, I, right, I give the security chief a full report on what happened as far as the the home and the flashes and the whole nine yards. So I, I tell him it'll be in very great detail in my actual flight report. Understood. Understood. All right. So everybody, uh, she's got a couple uh, deputies with her. All right, everyone follow George. George, George, take them all up. Med base scan, decontam, full, uh, full scan. Got it? Yes, ma'am. Good. On it. Thank you very much. In the meantime, everyone, welcome to the Celestia. Enjoy your flight. Stay out of trouble. She <laughs> kind of ushers everyone to follow George. So you enter the Celestia, and even the docking bay has a certain grandeur about it. It's not etched in gold, but there is filigree. The modern equivalent that I can get to for those who do not understand Babylon 5 would be, it's not unlike entering the Venetian in Vegas, except better. There is a certain level of, the place reeks of the phrase, this is a resort. At the same time, there is elegance, there is craft, there is a lot of Centauri uh, architectural elements in here. So. Again, a little gold, a little filigree, some draping in the right places, uh, columns. At the same time, the columns are kind of a crystalline structure, so there's a bit of a Mimbari feel to it in some regards, though Mimbari architecture kind of looks like H.R. Geiger designed a fish. Sorry, their starships look like H.R. Geiger designed a fish. Um, but again, even going out from the shuttle bay into the main reception area, the elegance is palpable. It is very much uh, a thing that you can feel. This vessel was, yeah, it's made to transport colonists and made to transport uh, uh, vacationers, but it was made with the upper echelon in mind, and it's exceedingly obvious that this is the case. A couple of the people get a little twitchy when they look at this. Some of them get the, ah, oh, lovely, uh, Shaquin. Excuse me. All right, wrong one. Yeah, Shaquin looks over uh, to the security chief, uh, Chief Kaluta. Shaquin is here and must register himself. Oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, your match is uh, going to be two days from now, and then we're going to do it every couple of days. Is that fine? Of course, of course. All right, gotcha. Uh, we'll get you cleared. Um, she looks over. We'll get you cleared separately because, yeah, of course, of course. So she looks over to security. Take uh, she also says uh, that one, that one, and that one. Points out the Mimbari, Nabai, uh, Shaquille, and uh, and and uh, those two over there. Pointing at the vacationing couple. Yeah, take them to uh, Med Bay Four. We're gonna have them separated in a little bit. And said, uh, George, the deputy goes. Of course, absolutely. Right this way, people. Right this way. Of course, of course, of course. And they move off to a completely different. Area. Everybody else is again led through this establishment. Thankfully, there's not a lot of people sitting at a docking bay to get possibly infected or anything else like this. So, getting you guys to a decontamination room is pretty simple. And also, thankfully, decontamination is not in this world, at least, not the you know smearing you with gem or forcing you to take a shower or anything else like that. You're kind of put through what is essentially a microwave oven as an arch. Uh, you basically you're hit, okay. basically you're hit with a lot of antibacterial, antiviral agents 
that are designed to scour the outside in the same way that a shower would. And the interior stuff for infections has to be checked separately. So basically, they're getting rid of the, the, the basic problem, not the interior problem, just to make sure the infection is limited. It's not going to be you know, complete, but it's helping a few things. It's a simple decontamination, a decontamination before we can get to the larger one. Uh, each of you feels the buzz of radiation against your skin. It's kind of electrical for a second or two as you pass through it. And when you pass through it, you also do feel it interiorly. I and mean, you can literally feel it in your chest cavity. And then just kind of, when that happens, a couple people cough. Uh, the Abai who threw up uh, coughs out this green ichor and immediately produces a handkerchief and daubs her face. She kind of cleans up a little bit. Um, <laughs> the Pakmora uh, is like one of the last people to come on board, as you might imagine. As I come off board, he passes through, and there's actually a little bit of a sizzling sensation that you could see and hear when he passes through the arch. Just sort of the <laughs> as passes through. And oddly, he looks a little cleaner. Everybody else takes a turn at this, and everyone feels a little weird. And yes, by the way, McGrath, when you do pass through, you feel it in your face tentacles, in the various organs of your body that you never knew you could actually feel. And yeah, when you come out, you don't smell right anymore. Your, your natural musk is off, and it's kind of annoying. You're immediately taken down to MedBay. MedBay scans you out a little bit. Chief Medical Officer Christopher Rule, another human, Looks over and goes, okay, what do we got? Of course, says, oh, we got this. Oh, of course, just a moment. Immediately just starts scanning everybody a little bit after the debriefing. He looks over and says, oh, oh, weird brain things, huh? That's strange. Uh, but I'm not reading any residuals here. I'm not reading any residuals here. As he kind of passes over each of you, no viral infections. Um, though, looks like everyone had their, well, the humans had their pituitaries activated a little bit more than usual for each person. Sorry, excuse me, not pituitary. Everyone had their pineal gland activated a little bit. That's, um, looks over, uh, looks over at Ren. Anybody a registered telepath? Uh, no. no? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Oh, oh, me! <laughs> uh, well, okay, it's apparently the Pakmara is a telepath. She looks over to you. Uh, he looks over and says, okay, let's get you scanned out. And he kind of waves the wand over you a little bit. Yeah, okay. Looks like the activity brain center and a little crazy there. And yeah, he looks oh, over and then. A moment, please, a moment. And uh, I'm going to rustle in my like backpack and pull out the brain and, and just sort of like hold it out to the medical officer. <laughs> By the way, just a, yeah, you just went through your backpack, <laughs> pulled out a, a blue brain, and said, "Here, let me offer this to you." Well, no, I'm holding well, it up for scanning, as is totally reasonable. I assume. He, he looks over. You have a brain in your backpack. Right now, I have two. <laughs> he like the the look of absolute like pause on his face as he goes, um. Okay. okay. Um, please. Uh, say again, please. Could you scan the brain, please? Okay. So he waves the brain or anything over it. Huh. 
looks at this, the readout. Uh, looks at it again, looks back. Again, looks back. And, hey, nurse. One of the other nurses come by. Yeah. Um, can you verify this for me, please? Looks over it. Back. Is this about the brain? Yeah. For the record, uh, it was found in the aisle on the shuttlecraft after our landing, uh, after we hit gravity. Um, nobody laid claim to it, so we don't know if anybody is missing a brain. I have taken temporary right. custody. This is where the medical officer goes, okay, and promptly turns to the Pak Mara. And uh, anybody who wants to make an empathy check may do so, uh, but you don't really need it that much to hear him talk to the Pak Mara as if the Pak Mara was five. Uh, <laughs> I think this would be best if we just uh, kept this for the time being and did some evaluations on it. Would that be okay with you? If you gonna... are in custody of my property, I will need a receipt to maintain chain of custody. Julie's going to step up and stand next to her new friend and just kind of flare at the guy a little. He says, very well, receipt can be pro pro produced. Uh, we'll have things... We, will, we have to do some more analysis of this. We have to do some more examinations of this. I think it would be wise for it to be kept here, both in isolation but also uh, for study purposes. He goes over, actually, you know, writes out a quick, receipt is the wrong word, but you get the idea. It, it, basically, a writ of transfer has that assigned to you. So here you are. Just keep that on your person, and we'll keep this noted. Um, if this does become, he stops and has to think about this. If this does become available, We'll let you know. And within the prescribed dietary timing structure. I appreciate your cooperation. Additionally, may I request access to information regarding said brain? He says, uh, we'll keep you informed as soon as we have more information. He kind of asks for your credentials, which once you explain that you are a uh, librarian, he doesn't understand, but one of his nurses does. And says, oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, also, who's getting messages? Oh, shoot. Sorry <laughs> about that. Okay. This is at this point that I remind everyone listening to this podcast, we're all a bunch of yahoos who don't know any better because we're all not professionals. And this is fine. We're going to be making mistakes throughout this place. This is how we learn. But please bear with us because I think we have an interesting story on our hands. And by the way, this is not a criticism of anybody. I'm just saying that because we're all going to make mistakes, sound choppy, and have bad microphones from time to time. So, yep. Hey. So, anyway. Uh, but yes. And for the record, uh, I will need a copy of the medical report for the flight report that I have to file, because you know how ISA loves their reports. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get you. Uh, he kind of does a little bit of a wink and a nudge. He's like, I get you. I get you. Uh, but I, I can get that for your reports. The ISA's got everything going on. No problem. I'll have it taken care of. I'll have the captain sign off on it, too. She'll probably want to make sure everything's okay. But uh, once that's handled, we should be good to go. In the meantime, let's get everyone checked out. 
and make sure there's no contaminations or other problems. So one by one, the entire cast of characters is scanned. And then once you're scanned and he looks at his pet and says, well, you're fine, you're released. A lot of them will immediately leave. Um, though again, they're 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 all going to have cabins registered already. Well, most of them will have cabins registered already, so they're easy to find. Those who are actually in steerage actually have what is essentially a uh, uh, or a communique device that they they can chip into. So people can be contacted in in a lot of cases. Uh, the one of those things they give you at restaurants when you're waiting for your table. <laughs> kind of, except it's, it operates not unlike uh, the Babylon 5 link, which is, you know, slaps in the back of the hand and, you know, you can have, you know, touch a button and communicate real quick. But this is a low grade version of that. So, yes, halfway between the standard Babylon 5 link and the Vibro thing that tells you your order is ready. Those are given to, uh, actually, was given to uh, the other Pakmara, uh, Kut Busek. Um, to the Gaim as well, because while there is a whole section of the ship devoted to methane breathers, uh, it's probably best in that case for them to be contacted in the right way. A lot of the others just have actual vessel and actual berths, so they register their cabin numbers and off they go. The last ones to get checked out, of course, the the crew. So Denny and and Ren goes goes last. But what does my cast of adventurers do? Once everyone's checked out and said, you're all fine. Rack time. <laughs> I go to the bar. Yeah, it's time for a drink after that. I think I want to get plastered. I've been shuttling people um, all day. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Danny actually goes, oh, come on. One drink, one drink after the psychotic episode is not going to hurt you. I don't know. I, I've, I think I've flown one too many flights today. Uh, sure, why not? One drink. You're by. All right. All right. <laughs> First round, yes. Next one's on you. So let's, let's, let's see. That was... How many people said they were going for a drink? That was Elise. That was... Allie. Uh, okay. Who else said I'll, that? I'll go for a drink as long as there's also good food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am going to be following my new friend around, so I am also going to the bar. So that was literally everyone saying, food and bar, that is a good way to deal with this, except one person said sleep and then coerced into this. Perfect. Um, well, yeah, okay. you've you got a co-pilot who's very good at co coercion. You know, it, it just, sometimes it happens. Everyone decided to hit a bar or a restaurant together just to say, you know what, after that weird experience, perhaps it's best we eat or drink together. Uh, Denny, as always, has a, fa has a favorite place she likes to hang out, uh, but it's not exactly uh, a place for civilians. It's kind of where the pilots go to get drunk away from people who can see them. Um, <laughs> but it was recommended that there's a couple of places uh, to go. And if you're looking for a variety of things, uh, they have. She actually does. Uh, she recommends Chantal's Kill um, for a variety of stuff. Chantal's Kill is. She says, hey, "Come on, that's Dune Burger in the Quadrant. It's got a variety of stuff. Hell, we can." She actually just says, "Hell, even the Pac Mara can find something there." It's because the owner is Pac Mara. 
Uh, okay, he, he, uh, part Pakmara, Drazi as well. The two of them make an interesting couple. But, yeah, they, but they do the best burgers. Come on, we can get as many of the beers as we want, or the harder stuff. Come on. And the Breen's pretty good, too. Uh, well, apparently the Breen is better at... Uh, I made notes for this. Uh, <laughs> the joys of actually doing my game research. Uh, but the Breen is better... In a lot of cases, over at over at Chitok's Emporium for the latest in Narn cooking, including uh, the best uh, features Breen, Golof, and Spoo, just like your pouch mother used to make. Uh, however, Chan, uh, Sho, uh, sorry, Shokar's Kill is known as one of the best Zoom burgers anywhere in the quadrant. It's definitely down to earth food. You can get your usual kind of Zoom burgers, fried things, as well as uh, a fair selection of desiccated foods for the Pak Mara. It has been noted that on the ship there are Pakmara-specific dining areas, which, because Pakmara eating desiccated flesh doesn't appeal to some people, or but for the Pakmaras, it's this is how you eat. So they have. We also eat decayed vegetable matter. That is true, Uh, but nothing deep fried. No, and no seafood either. No seafood. No, actually, this one actually has some. Four-day-old steak, which actually isn't bad. <laughs> By the way, how do they get around the four-day-old steak rule? Dry-aged beef. Mm-hmm. Ah. And so they'll take some of the dry-aged beef, turn it into human delicacy, or just cut it off the bone and serve it to the Pakmara. And by the way, the people who figured out Kobe beef and dry-aged beef are apparently something of a saint to the Pakmara. Because <laughs> then it has all that extra fat tissue, all those extra nutrients, much more flavorful, and then they dry age it, which again, lost off about half of it, but this half that remains is delectable. The other thing about Shantar's Kill is that it's one of the ones on the promenade. The promenade area has a lot of restaurants, has a lot of uh, shopping centers, but it also has uh, part of the glass floor. There's actually a feature where they use, again, the transparent aluminum and a few other materials that are extremely resilient, extremely uh, uh, protective. You can walk on it, jump on it. Hell, you can throw pianos off of a two-story tower, and it still won't even so much as scratch the stuff, but it's translucent, so you get a beautiful view of the outside while you eat. Uh, this is also noted as the there's a dance club on this area, which is very popular because so people could literally dance among the stars for this. But this also gives a decent view of what's going on outside. Uh, this is great for also people who want to take in a nice meal, see whatever they're passing, whether it be a nebula, a star cluster, a planet, whatever. But that's only one of the reasons why Denny has always liked the Shantar's Kill, because Denny likes the outside. She says, all right, come on, guys, let's let's head on over, you know, comes on in. The place, when you get to the promenade, multi-level upon multi-level of shopping, restaurants, activities. It's not unlike a cyberpunk version of a mall, um, as if made by a 1940s art deco uh, master uh, worker who studied under somebody from, uh, uh, best, uh, from that's the word I'm looking for, not the Bastille, uh, 
uh, basically who studied from somebody who designed the Louvre, kind of what it looks like, but beautiful, elegant, lots of columns, lots of structural supports that were masqueraded as other things. A lot of interestingly woven architecture style, which comes out looking amazing. But she and her suit comes over, she goes over to the Chantar's kill, she waves and speaks in perfect Drazi, by the way. Uh, she's ah, you know, ah, ah, screaming it, essentially. Those who, who know Drazi, I don't know if there anybody who does, uh, would understand she's saying, hi, I'm back, we're looking for the usual, got some friends. Those who don't know Drazi heard her scream bloody murder at uh, uh, the chef, and the chef screamed bloody murder back, brandishing a knife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, see, this seems all perfectly usual. <laughs> I'm making notes uh, about human dining habits. Uh, so they, everyone's, you know, when that happens, the uh, Draji chef comes out. Ah, you were friends. Oh, look, Mr. Uh, Lieutenant Rand. I hear about you. You good, good, good. I get you a good place. You have a good place to go. Now, come this way. And he leads you to a booth, and it's a very large circular booth. It is meant for, uh, like, groups of ten. But with you guys, you kind of slide in, and it's very much like a diner-style booth. You know, you don't have chairs coming around. You kind of have to slide in, slide out. The table is very much bolted to the bulkhead. The seats are very comfortable, but again, it feels like in a uh, diner or a nice restaurant where you have the booth area. I'm assuming everyone takes the seat, slides in? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Shantar's Kill. Allow me to give you the drink menu. He tosses the drink menu on the floor, uh, on the table. There's a large hole in the middle of the drink menu. Otherwise, it's perfectly square. Now, why is there a big hole? Because he takes the large dagger that is sitting on the table and stabs the middle of the hole, holding the menu to the table. We have many specials today. He then rattles off various specials and things to eat. And... You can tell this is all part of the, pre- the, the, uh, the presentation of the food, as it were. So Denny looks over and says, okay, everyone, I know you've been through a lot. I know the guy. He gives me a discount. First one's my go. You don't have to worry about your creds. <laughs> they'll, keep it, she says, they'll keep it under 25, okay? I know nobody here knows uh, uh, Centauri, sorry, knows Drazi cuisine. Then again, I don't know Drazi cuisine. Uh, nor do I think they went that far in character design. But again, she orders the Zoom burger, which is basically a very large ham- uh, hamburger with extra sauce and various things on it. Um, the dry-aged beef we know for the Pakmaras is available. And uh, yes, while their spoo and their uh, breen are not the good stuff that you would find over at the other guy's place, she does car- uh, he does carry it. He kinda, when, if you do ask for breen, he goes, ugh, fine. But the service is better here. Actually, a lot of ways it is. It's more direct um the other place is more respectful yes we have this absolutely fabulous no problem how can we help you whereas this one is stab how can we help you and so Shantara's here is for that directness i order three beers at once <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> he looks at you goes curry does not matter three beers <laughs> he kind of closes one eye points at you and says, you guys. Uh, <laughs> even Denny's like, are you sure you want to do that? 
Absolutely. Okay. If anybody has anything special they would like to order or things they should know for food-wise, particularly with humans or anything else like that, feel free to mention it. Just beer and a burger is fine. Yep. One yeah, beer. I go with scotch and a burger. Well, whatever he has for scotch. Uh, whatever is scotch-like, I should say. Yeah. Uh, he carries mostly drowsy stuff, but again, he's a, when you say scotch, he's got, ah, uh, we have, you know, he's like, oh, you don't want scotch. You want chassine. And you're like, whatever. Um, yeah, I order scotch actually, every time I come in, and he always gives me whatever he gives me, so... <laughs> Which, thankfully, it comes out blue. It kind of radioactive looking, but Chassine tastes lovely. Very smoky, very smooth, nice. You don't want to think about what it actually is, but it does the job. Everyone orders. Food is brought, and in some ways, when the food is ready, it feels like he should be like literally tossing it onto the table from 10 feet away. But <laughs> instead, he's just like, boom, 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 boom. There you go. Here you go. Kill is yours. You have, you know, enjoy the feast of the hunt. Grabs the dagger off the table and, and walks away. So feeding commences, the drinking commences. Oh, and I should mention for the Bakari who ordered three beers, but he forgets that the first time, I'm assuming that you bring it up and say, where's my beer? Where is my beer? He says, oh, right. You, ha. you want it. You got it. He comes back. The only way to describe the drinking vessel that it comes in, it's as if someone took a longhorn steer's horn, wrapped it at the base so that it coils a bit, and then comes up to look kind of like a cobra, but it's a wide mouth horn of beer that you're fairly certain holds something like a half gallon. Now, granted, enough of this is head that you're fairly certain what you ordered was three beers and you've got it, but you're going to have to go through the two or three inches of nothing but foam before you get to it. And actually, I'll just make it this. Can you roll me a reflex save? Oh, you got a two. Okay, as anyone who's ever tried drinking out of a horn can tell you, there's a trick to it. Uh... <laughs> And if you don't know the trick, as they say, you'll end up wearing the beer. You, you, it doesn't happen the first time around, because again, this is a huge device. You're like, drink, 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 okay, fine. But somewhere around your fifth drink, the bubble that happens goes in the wrong direction, and suddenly the onrush of beer at your face is a bit much. So, um, when that happens, you know, go ahead. This is a normal Friday night for me. I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, you hear the cackling from the other side of the kitchen. And it's not bad nature cackling. It's kind of practical joke cackling. Again, as you said, typical Friday night. <laughs> so, which is also unfortunate because about that time, right as you guys are enjoying your drinks, being bathed in beer, and otherwise enjoying your food, which isn't bad at all, a woman walks up. She's probably in her late 40s, early 50s, uh, wearing a standard uh, Earth Force Alliance uniform with some variations that were obviously made by uh, the Talmary Corporation to indicate that she is not Earth Force military, but in the same way that the 
naval uniform and a Royal Caribbean uniform look similar, but not are not the same. She walks up, and immediately, Rend and Denny know exactly who this is. Is everyone doing fine today? He looks over the crew. Yeah. Sorry, he looks over the, the group here. Um, <laughs> well, the first 49 flights went fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I see. Lieutenant Rend and uh, Lieutenant O'Neill. By the way, she looks over. This is everybody else. I'm Captain Joan Sterenko. I'm here to do a quick investigation to make sure everyone is coping with whatever happened with the incident on board. She uh, drags a chair around, sits at the, uh, the open gap of the booth, and uh, please. Hey, uh, Captain, would you please join us? After she's moved the chair over. <laughs> of course. <laughs> says, she says, of course, Rand. What, how else can I be at service? But I just wanted to double check to make sure everyone was doing okay. And in lieu of the inconvenience, I am authorized to, again, afford you a nice meal uh, in this regard. And he said, uh, Captain, she's like, I got it, Denny. Don't worry. Anyway, I wanted to make sure everyone was safe. I'm told you've been checked out by the doctor. Doctor gives you a full bill of health. But we will be keeping an eye on you uh, just in case any other issues may pop up. Is that all right with everybody? No. <laughs> yes, I've surrendered the brain. I just going to talk more on back of the captain and shrug. It's a long story. <laughs> she looks over and it's like the, the whole talk around like, okay. She kind of gives you the, not the eye, but more of the, all right. Not sure if I can process that. And that voice coming through that speaker, but fine, whatever. Um, It'll be in my report, the, Captain. Yep. And Ty, you, you'd come over and you'd, you'd said no, correct? That's right. He says, is there a problem? Uh, I'm sorry. She looks at your manifest. Uh, Ty Shinor? You know what? Never mind. It's not worth it. Please do go on. I'm thoroughly interested. What seems to be the issue? No, I just don't really want to talk to the cops, that's all. But, you know, it's fine. I'm clearly drunk at this point, by the way. <laughs> she looks over. Bukhari syndography is something I'm not entirely familiar with, but I understand. Fine. We'll only contact you as needed. You won't have to rat out anyone. Very well. Anyway, I hope you enjoy your flight. I'm needed on the flight deck. We're actually departing in the hour. Uh, there's going to be some usual speech. I think there's a recorded message from President Sheridan about this or something or other. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be taking off shortly, and I'm needed on the bridge during that time. Rend, for the moment, consider yourself, uh, and Denny, consider yourselves off duty for the next 72 hours for medical, medical purposes. Otherwise, we'll see you when we see you. In the meantime, passengers, I hope you have a pleasant flight. I hope you enjoy your trip. And I hope none of this that happened is of any consequence. We shall see. In the meantime... Captain, sorry to interrupt, Captain, but does that mean that my report's due in 72 hours, or do I need to get the report done and then I have 72 hours? <laughs> she kind of looks at you. Which do you think, Lieutenant? <laughs> I'll have the report on your desk in the morning. Absolutely. I'll be fine. Thank you. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy your meal, enjoy your trip, and welcome aboard the Celestia. 
But she stands up, turns the chair back around to another table, walks out. As she walks, she, uh, she kind of like taps her, taps the brim of her hat, and the <laughs> and Shaltaris go, goes, you know, yells something, which everyone takes as a war cry, except for anybody who speaks Strazi, who says, "My dear captain, welcome to my ship." <laughs> Everyone sees, and the captain walks out. Now she passes everyone very much. If they know who it is, they give her like, "Oh, captain, well, captain, captain, you do, captain, thank you, thank you." You know, she wanders out of the way. <laughs> um, is the captain uh, just civilian captain, or uh, from what you know of her? And actually, I'll talk to you about her a little bit. Uh, she is Earth Force, ex Earth Force. She was has has had ex- plenty of experience. She was technically there at the Battle of the Line. Uh, she has certain accommodations from the Earth Mimbari War. She did fight in the uh, human civil war, and uh, she was stationed on Mars for quite a while. Um, but she uh, has full rank and privileges uh, uh, at Earth. Last time it's checked, she's just considered, for lack of a better term, retired. All right. I, just curious. I should have asked that before I mouthed off to her, but, you know, anyways. <laughs> You know, no, she's the captain of the ship. Oh well. <laughs> I'll wake up and find myself in a in a in a uh, airlock somewhere. You know, <laughs> an airlock somewhere. She's on the other side of the door, going. We have a conversation right now. Um, I'm getting flashbacks of Captain Mal and Jane. Yeah. <laughs> what you say? There's there's elements to that, but you just realize, oh right, Captain thing. Okay, fine. Denny actually kind of gives you the eye with the, yeah, we got this. It's okay. I've been through um, stuff today. I, I should be given a little leeway. She looks over. Oh, you know the captain. She's going to give you leeway because you went through stuff today. It's not every day that apparently, you know, you find a brain on the floor. And that was the well, easiest part. Maybe not for you, but <laughs> some of our passengers, they find brains on the floor all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, curiosity. Since since Karen did bring it up, did anybody else want to discuss what happened besides the brain? <sighs> yeah, that was really weird. And I'm kind of concerned that someone on the ship is hearing someone chant home in her head. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I kind of got that same vibe, but he wasn't on the shuttle with us. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just remember someone was chanting that when we were on the shuttle. And... um you probably should tell the captain. I want to make sure no one else is possibly compromised. Yeah, I'll tell the captain. I'm not talking to the captain again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. Um, you know, if you need to go between, you know, I mean, I know I'm Earth Force and whatnot, but I hope you know by now that I'm not stuffy. I was just going to ask, um, you know, I, I basically give a rough description of what I went through. And so, did you all go through the same thing? I mean, it seemed familiar, yet not. Yeah, that's really, really close to what I was seeing, except, you know, my cockpit was a little bit different than what you described, but, yeah. They... Is there any way we can get more information on those energy readings they were, uh... They said that they were seeing? Uh, Debbie looks over... I, I took a look at the local scanners, and there wasn't much. Like, high gamma. This shouldn't be anything more than background cosmic radiation, just on a, you know, on a bit of an extra wave. I don't know. And then they said we blinked off the radar for a second. Yeah, that's kind of weird, too. 
Do I get paid for the 30 seconds I spent flying the ship or? <laughs> I'm clearly not joking. <laughs> oh my God. And he goes, oh, fine. She kind of lifts, you know, makes a motion, snaps her fingers, uh, the kitchen staff nod again. There's another giant tankard of ale in the horn in front of in front of you. She's like, congrats, you're paid. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't give that any So did anybody else have like an image of being on a a, a movie set? That one was weird. Uh no, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember that, but it, it just, it was such a string of strange images. I, I really, it's hard to wrap my head around any of it, really. Mm -hmm. Same here. Ah, perhaps the difficulty in head wrapping explains the brain. <laughs> like it popped out of someone's head somewhere? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Or someone had a brain that they weren't fussing up to owning, which is also rather worrisome. I'm sorry. It's Earth slang for uh, being able to understand the, the problem and what happened. Ah, an idiom. Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> About, by the way, if in true fashion, if this was a, a an episode of, of Babylon 5, just what it's like the, can't wrap my, hop, wrap my brain around it. Oh, maybe that explains the brain on the floor. Everyone just would stop and turn and look at McGraw for a first. <laughs> then the explanation. <laughs> Yeah. Then he goes, all right, that's fine. You know what? We're here. We'll figure this all out later. I know you and I both need to catch some, uh, some Zs. Everyone else, I imagine, probably needs to get to their room to relax for a bit. I'll kind of talk to the other crew members, the other people on that vessel, too, because who knows what the heck is going on. It's literally about that time you, everyone starts hearing jingling, like a lots of bells from the oh, distance. Oh, back. <laughs> and I say that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, Madame Vidrasini of House Ronata hands up. You're fairly certain the woman cannot do anything where her palms are not showing. She is. What is the best way to describe this? It's not jogging. It's not prancing. Sashaying? Not even sashaying. Definitely moving with a purpose, but it's trying to it's like trying to move in a purpose in a hoop skirt. It's not the easiest thing to do. She is going up and down the promenade, and you can see from the, the open doorway her in her splendor, I guess you could say. Shing, 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 as she steps. She passes by one point, and you're fairly certain that she disappears. And you're like, okay, fine. Then she, you hear the bells coming again as she runs back the other way. And then at one point, puts her hand on a column as if to catch her breath. She snaps her fingers, turns immediately into Shantar's kill, comes in, and there you are! Good, good. I, 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 I knew I would find you here. Good, good, good. Everything is bad. Everything is very, very bad. Okay, good. Yes, yes. Good. Yes, yes. Yes, good. Um, yes. 
Uh, she, Wait, she why is everything bad if you're saying it's good? Oh, oh well, I, I, I have to say that in my profession, you have to present everything as good, but you have to present the bad, or else they won't listen when you say the good. So everything is good, and it's bad. So, uh, yes, yes, um, what we're dealing with, yes, yes, is here is, um, how do I put this, how do I put this, um, yes. She sits down as the same way the captain did, except you notice that she didn't drag a chair. It's like she, she just, sat on an invisible chair. Okay, she's really fit. Um, I just look really <laughs> confused and, and take another long, long, uh, long sip of my beer. <laughs> of course you're confused. You can't see the picture. I am Madame Vidrucini of Renata, of House Renata, prophetess, seer, and prognosticator of extraordinary renown who appear uh, because, yes, um, because life and death are in the balance and things are going to happen. Yes, 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 that's it. Yes, good, good. Now, um, I do know a few things and I had to verify. So I found some of the others and I found you and the spirits above and the spirits beyond and the great 50 gods help direct me to you people because you are all in the same place and it's easier to catch you than when you're alone. And so, yes, I had to verify. Did anyone else have the prophetic vision? We had a trip, yes. <laughs> A trip? Uh, uh, well, we all had a trip. We went had a trip from Battle 5 to here, and now we're about to have a trip as we go into the stars. You mean we're going to hallucinate again? Oh, well, no, no. This is a, 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 a pleasure festival that's going to go through hyperspace and beyond, which means <laughs> we're going through the stars. So, yes, that being said... Um, did anybody else have, uh, you said you had the, the trip and you had, did anybody have the visions, the, the great visions of beyond, of, of, of great and titanous forces, of things living below the surface of various planets aching to come forth? And that, uh, that unmistakable word that kind of emanated throughout, did you hear it? Did you feel the sing of it? Yes. I signal for another drink. <laughs> right there behind you. <laughs> You're like, did you feel the word? Another round. Yeah, she might make more sense if I'm more drunk. So, yeah, another beer. No, I'm way ahead of you. It's, it's, not, it's not that much better when you get on the other side. <laughs> Well, well, this is this is why some of us are here. Not all of us, some of us. But we are all wearing masks, and we're all wearing faces that we don't truly appreciate or understand because they keep the faces from ourselves. But things are different here. Things are changing, and I think we're all going to die. Um, this is a good thing uh, because life. Wait. What? No, it's not a good thing. <laughs> We're in the middle of this whole living thing. Dying now would not be a good thing. Maybe oh, for you, oh. but not for me. Uh, well, it, it will be a good thing. Um, there's a reason for this. And, oh, what was I saying again? Oh, We're all going to yeah. die. We're all going to oh. die. 
Okay, well, uh, well, yes, I suppose we, we're all, all going to die. But, um, yes, but you've had it. Good, I will find you. Thank you very much. I had to get the verification, but yes, good, good, thank you. She leaves, and as she leaves, she basically dusts the table in, in, in uh, business cards. Uh, <laughs> and she often jingles, often, and goes off. Before she leaves, though, she stops, turns the rack around, and says, Yes, we'll be leaving soon. Never to return. It'll be lovely. And uh, maybe we'll return in a better way. Think better. Always think better. Even in the darkest of times, think better. She stands and she smiles. Go ahead. I'm going to drum up business for you, lady. Yeah. She stands, she smiles, and then you could see her eyes kind of in the corner of her eyes lower, like her eyes are about to cry, even though she has the big smile on. And then she mm-hmm. turns around and walks off. She takes two steps when you hear, ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain Jones Cherico, just letting you know we are going, uh, uh, doing our final checklist and we'll be leaving within the few moments. We'll be entering the hyperspace uh, jump gate and continue on our journey to the next destination. Please see your itinerary for more information. In the meantime, welcome aboard Celestia and have a great journey. In the meantime, if you need us, we're always here for you, thanks to Tau Marie Corporation. In the meantime, enjoy your stay. Kind of over the, you know, over the, uh, over the uh, intercom for both of the ship. Mm-hmm. There's also, you can hear from various television units, a pre-recorded message from John Sheridan talking about how this is a great honor for uh, the ISA, this is a great symbol for the ISA, and how the new colony will bring new uh, bounty and usefulness and showing new strength for the ISA. Is anybody else stuck on the we're all going to die? (laughs) I I actually do grab one of our business cards. Yeah, I take several. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It sounds like a fortune teller scam to me, but I don't know. I hate to be negative on this one, but we all will die eventually. It's just a matter of when and where. And whether we will be preserved. (laughs) Worst magic show I've ever seen. I, I don't know. There was one on Jupiter Station. Um, <laughs> this guy with this talking thing—it was crazy. Wait, she looks at this. Wait, are you talking about the guy with the parrot or the guy with the stick? Yes, the stick. Oh, the stick guy. Oh, I saw that act. It was terrible. Yeah, the parrot was at least entertaining, even though his master wasn't. Oh, the the, the trainer was terrible, and the mouth on that parrot was amazing. I learned seven new curse words that day. To parrot. <laughs> so, by the way, the card actually does have her full name, Madame Vidrasini of House Ren- uh, Renata Prophetess. Appointments, avail- uh, appointments available. Please see, and she has a, a, a deck number uh, for, uh, for appointments. Okay. Yeah, she's, uh... well... That was interesting. So, yeah, almost as interesting as our flight over. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I have no idea what that was. It's been a really odd day. I think I'm going to probably go find my quarters now. Yeah. uh, Denny, is it safe for me to go get some rack time now? 
Yeah, I, I'll take watch for a bit. I got a couple of beers, and you, you get the reporting, get the rack time in, and go. No worries. Um, I, I'll, I'll take make sure make sure uh, Shantara's got his got his stuff. So if you guys got to go, no worries. Thank you very much for joining me at the table. I hate drinking alone. So uh, anytime. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, hey, you guys feel that? There's a little bit of a rumble to the ship. Ah, we're underway. Cool. Ah, furthest we get away from this damn situation, the better. Brand, you stand up, and and uh, Elise stands up. What is everybody else doing? Just real quick. Standing up and starting to head towards my quarters. Okay. Um, I gotta go call this Narn sword guy that I got the number of. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm so, going to, to turn to my new Narn friend. May I inquire as to where you are staying on the ship? I have no idea. Let me check my ticket. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't even look when I got the ticket, so. Okay. You actually have a mid a second-class suite. Oh, uh, so, yeah, it looks like I have a pretty nice room. Where, where are you staying? Do you need to roll for me, or do I pick where I am? Uh, there's a reason I had to roll for her, but, um, depends on how much you wanted to spend for you. Did you want first, uh, uh steerage, uh, or middle? The Library of Malat actually handles my travel accommodations. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, on assignment. Um, so I have a a uh, a single second class room, um, okay. which I have engaged mostly so that I have a place to to work that is like relatively private and not l- like the general area where the Pakmara congregate in steerage. So yes. Well, I mean, we're probably close enough to each other. Uh, why don't you? Uh... Why don't you come down for a nightcap and we can talk for a bit? Because I am not exactly sleepy. Or we could walk about the ship and see what's up. I would be delighted. Let us commence with exploration. Adventure ho! <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, Ty, you're seeing all this, and I have a sneaky suspicion what your thought process but please... Showcase to me what you're planning on do from now. Well, I figure I'll go call the uh, the Narn guy with the sword that I got the number of earlier, and if he doesn't pick up, I'll just find a different bar and see what's you know see what there is to do okay. around here. This is the cue. Everyone's like, "Well, we should start." Once one person sets up, everyone else starts getting up. And Denny says, "Okay, everybody, you know, hey, feel that we're underway. That's cool. We're actually going on this. We should hit uh, hyperspace in what?" Less than 60 seconds? Hey, before you go, you got to see the, the... You guys have never seen the jump gate from a side view. It's amazing. So she, you know, gets everybody up. They go up to the railing of the, the, the shop. And again, down below in the center, uh, center floor, there is wide open space. It's rotating a bit because you're on a rotating part. There's wide open space. It looks lovely. You see Babylon 5 in... Off to the to the uh, the right, or in this case, the port. I'm off. I'm off a little bit, but yeah, to the back. Up front, you see the beginning of the jump gate. You see the initial pulsing of energy as the jump gate sends its uh, quantum forty signatures all the way down the power pole to make the singularity that becomes the blossoming of a hyperspace jump gate. And you see the ripples of energy coming out of this thing. You know, it's just a beautiful uh, light show for those who haven't seen it up front. However, Denny goes, hey, Ren, did you notice that too? And I'm not going to have you roll. I'm just going to say that you noticed that the fact that 
the ship jump gate opened about 30 seconds before the ship was in position for jump gate sequence. Yeah, that definitely looked weird. Um, yeah. I guess I'm going up to the bridge instead of getting some rack. Well, well, as you're like, yeah, that's a little weird. But in the 30 seconds it takes for the ship to get into the right spot, you notice that the jump gate actually ejects three ships coming out the other way. The three ships are known to you and Denny. And Ty, you know these vessels like the back of your hand. Anybody who's been a longtime uh, uh, person on board vessels, anyone who's been a pilot or a shipper or anybody else who spends a lot of time in space knows these things by reputation alone. Soul Hunters. Three Soul Hunter vessels came right out of the jump gate. These are banged vessels that are intimidating to look at. For those who don't know, Soul Hunters are known galaxy-wide as a strange race that comes looking for death. They are drawn to a place by death. And they will find the people who die and collect the souls, as so they are told. To see one is an omen that something bad's about to happen. The last time anyone saw three, it was right when the humans met the Mimbari that started the human Mimbari war. And out came three. And before you have a chance to go, wait, was that Soul Hunters? All of a sudden, you realize the ship has entered the jump gate they just ejected out of and whoosh into hyperspace. I feel like this is a good place to leave our session today. <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> it strikes me that it won't be unusual. and that's where we end for this week so i just want to thank everybody for joining us and uh hope to look forward to seeing you guys out there as we put out our new episodes if you have any more questions for us if you have any things you'd like to say or want to join in the conversation you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, uh, or you can email us at odyssey at temporalplaygroundproductions.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game is a product of Mongoose Publishing using the OGL Open Gaming License of D20. Our intro and exit music was composed by Evan King, the song Titan Striker is available from YouTube, social media, and from evankingmusic.com. Please see his website for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I'm thank you, thank you for joining us this week. Join us again next week for another exciting adventure. Good night.